The following program contains adult language and subject matter. Viewer discretion advised. This just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hey, you. Get off your asses right now and go to AverageJoeShow.com slash guest and sign up to be a guest host. Have fun with us. All right, let's start the show now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe Show, episode number 86. Of course, we're at AverageJoeShow.com. Feedback at SayProductions.com is our email. Follow us on Twitter at Say It Prods, P-R-O-D-S, and on Facebook at Say It Productions. Just look us up over there. Voicemail is 813-915-6390. Here live Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern at SayProductions.com slash live. I'm Corey Charette, and joining me as always is my cohort in crime, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on? Not much, Corey. How you been? Same old, same old. Actually, just talking about a little bit before the show started how the weather feels like springtime is here. Thank God. This winter was very cold and very long and drawn out, and hopefully it'll be summer before May. Yeah, hopefully summer before May, but not too hot of a summer. But you know what? I I didn't complain all winter about the snow, so I'm saving it up when it gets to be like 95, 105 degrees outside. Yeah, we don't get that here. It doesn't get – no. I mean if we get to 95, it might last a week. And then that's it. I mean, we're usually we hang out right around the eighty somewhere, so it doesn't get super, super hot. But when it gets cold, it gets real cold. <laughs> that's true. But let's hope let's hope that winter is officially over, and spring is here. But like I said before the show, I don't put it behind us yet until at least May first. Good call. All right, all right. let's start off the show. Since there's only two of us tonight because none of you bastards decided to sign up this week, AverageJoeShow.com slash guest, we're going to do the show the old-fashioned way. There was there was a while there back in the days, I don't know what episodes there were, it was just me and Ward. So we're going to go kick it, kick it old school. Yeah, a little old school. little old school. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about isn't a story, it's more of a, a website, I guess, Ward's brought to our attention of course yeah uh for the last couple weeks everybody's been watching charlie sheen to see him implode and now that he's you know suing cbs and warner brothers and you know basically everybody he can think of um he uh he has his own website now it's charliesheen.com and you can go there and he has a tour you can buy tickets for his violent torpedo of truth defeat is not an option tour and it looks totally insane. Uh, let me let me play this real quick. Dog speed, my good soldiers. I gave you my word. This warlock bats one thousand percent. You know by now my promises are golden. Hashtag fastball. I am bringing my violent torpedo of truth. Defeat is not an option. Show out to you in the battlefield. If you're winning, I'll see you there. Trolls need not apply. You all suffer. 
from Sheenus Envy. Buy your ticket, take the ride, and the ride will take you. <sighs> Surge forward, Sheen's cadres. Ignition, liftoff. Bye. That's the advertisement that he has on his website for the uh, Violent Torpedoes of Truth Tour. And if anybody goes out there and actually watches him say it, you can see the lights are on, nobody's home, he's totally batshit crazy out of his mind. The thing that blows my mind is people are actually buying tickets to see him talk like a madman. Well, yeah, the, the two shows in Detroit and Chicago sold out within minutes. And he made, between those two shows, $300,000. You believe that shit? Really? I mean, think of, think, that, that's perfect. I mean, that's almost like a podcast, right? Well, I mean, really, other than him, his travel expenses, what expenses does he have? He goes into a theater, they have mics, they have sound equipment, and he's going right. he's gonna to talk for an hour or two, you know, ran on, you know, ramble on because he's, you know, crazy as a shithouse rat, and he's going to walk out and make a ton of money. I mean, it, this, this guy is uh, Charlie Harper. If you watch the Two and a Half Men show, that's exactly the way he is. He, he he goes on through life just being a drunk, and money just falls in his lap. What's the difference from, from that and what he's doing now? The thing is, when I, I watched him a little bit on his Ustream, uh, Sheen's Corner crap he did. Yeah. And if, if that's what he's bringing out there to people, they're idiots to spend actual cash to watch him do that. Yeah, because he's totally – I mean it, at first it was like, well, let's see what he does next, you know. But it, it's – I think that he, he did some really bad coke or something that, that just screwed up his head. You know, it, it screwed with the wiring a little bit because he's totally out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I – just, I just don't understand how he sells out these theaters with his insanity. You know, it's one of the things where, you know, people were paying, you know, and I didn't see how much the tickets were or whatnot because uh, I didn't care enough to look that deep into it. <laughs> I don't blame you. But the the thing is, I think that they're paying their money to go to the hall and see him have, you know, a total meltdown. That's what they're looking for. Him just to go, you know, total batshit crazy and just flip out. But if you look at the uh, the uh, the dates – of his of his mm-hmm. world tour, he goes from Detroit to Chicago to Cleveland to Columbus, New York, Wallingford. I don't know where Wallingford is. That's that's Connecticut. Okay, so, so he's going to Connecticut, back to New York. So he has two shows in Radio City Music Hall. From there to Boston to Toronto, Canada. So he's he's taking this thing multinational. It's a multinational whack job show. And then he comes back to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City on April 16th to end it. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can find out how much the, uh, the, the tickets now, are. So this tour, which is going for 15 days, is only in the northeastern United States and Toronto, Canada. Yes. For, for a Hollywood actor – well, He's no, it's not all. Doing... It's not all northeast because it, well, there's a bunch in Ohio. There's two in Ohio. And yeah, but okay, okay, okay. What is that called? That's not. That's the uh, Midwest. I'd imagine mid. Yeah, I guess Midwest North. It's still that's a small part of the country. You know, Florida, Texas, California. 
there's a lot of areas he could have gone to, but he's only sticking to that one area of the country, unless it's the first leg of his tour. Yeah, very, very well could be. Um, I'm trying to see how much tickets cost now, because because of course you got to go through Ticketmaster, and then you got to jump you got to jump through sixty hoops just so I could get a price. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's at Radio City Music Hall, which is a you know well-established you know theater, tells you something. Yeah, he's there twice, and he's there twice. Yeah, I'm trying to get the uh, Ticketmaster to come up and tell me what the uh, price of the ticket. Oh, holy hell! <laughs> I, I picked. Uh, the one show in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, okay. and I said, "Give me the you know the best price." The tickets ninety two dollars. Ninety two dollars. Ninety two dollars for Rose. What's it? Rose Z. Seat one thirteen. Because I only did it for one price. One adult ticket is ninety two. It's actually it's ninety two twenty. That's that makes no sense. <laughs> the best price. That means that's the low end. Yeah. Well, Barb in the chat room is saying the tickets, some of the tickets go up to $400. For $400? He's better be blowing me. I was thinking about doing an eight ball with him or something yeah. for 400 bucks. 400 bucks, you get to party with him. That's just it's, totally crazy. And it's funny, is if you look at the, the these pictures of him recently, you could tell he's falling apart. Physically, he's just fading away. Dude, when when you live on a healthy diet of cocaine, you, you're not, you know, most cocaine addicts aren't known to be, you know, looking the healthiest of all human beings. True. I guess it's catching up to him, and this is what happens when you don't have all that makeup on and, and the lighting and the cameras helping you out. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, if, if we would actually film us doing this show, I, I don't think they make enough makeup. Hey, I, I, if I can get ninety dollars a ticket to do for people to watch our show, hell, I, I don't care what I look. Oh yeah, for ninety dollars a ticket, just. But see, the thing is, that's that's what's sad. They're paying ninety bucks because they think that that this will be the show where he dies. <sighs> nah, <laughs> he's not going to. You know, he's gonna be one of those guys that lives to be like ninety. <laughs> you know that he's gonna be one of those crazy guys that lives to be like ninety. Yeah, he's probably got the. Uh, you know, he said he had Adonis DNA. I think he got Osborne DNA. Him, him and Ozzy are doing lines of coke until you know they'll they'll be doing coke when my great 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 grandchildren are alive. I think you're right, though. It's like the Ozzy is what Charlie Sheen's gonna look like in 20 years. Yeah, well, I think it was during the hiatus that there was a story that came out that scientists were actually testing Ozzy's DNA because they can't figure out why the hell he's still alive. Yeah, that's they true. said by all you know medical reasoning he should be dead, and so he, they're doing some kind of testing against his DNA to see what, exactly how the hell he's still alive. <laughs> it's a freak of nature, and it looks like Charlie's going down that road. Yeah, it's but at least with Ozzy, you can't understand the word he says. So even though he's batshit crazy, you can't understand it. That's fine. Yeah, I, I but I kind of wonder. Don't you think that this was in the back of Charlie Sheen's mind? You know, he already had enough money. It wasn't a money thing. Because when it, when he was making money, 
he wasn't saying, you know, nothing to anybody. Everything was, you know, sunshine and lollipops. And then it, I think something just went off in his head and said, look, you know, he was partying, you know, so they ended up missing a week or two of shows. And while they missed that week or two of shows, because, you know, he was out partying, he's like, you know what, why do I got to go back to work? I can just party all the time. So I guess he had to actually get himself fired. And as soon as he yeah. got himself fired, you know, he, he's suing for a hundred grand he ain't, or a hundred million. He ain't never going to see a dime of that money. The, yeah. He, he's, you know, it was a breach of contract. You know, they they have proof that he breached the contract. You know, so he he's not going to get a dime. All he he's going to be out all the money he's paying his lawyer. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to be his lawyer right now. I mean, his uh, his uh, what do they call those? His publicist. Guys? His publicist bailed publicist. on him. Bailed on him. Yeah, his, said, "See ya, you're a nut job. I'm out of here," and I don't blame the guy. Well, yeah, and he'd and, been he'd been Sheen's publicist for a long time. You know, so there was. Plenty of times that he was, you know, well, Charlie's got a little bit of indigestion. Indigestion equals been partying for six days straight. Uh-huh. You know, so. But, yeah, like you said, I totally agree. I think this is all part of a ruse just to get um, out of doing Two and a Half Men. I think he finally got fed up with the show. I think what it was is he wanted he, – he was pissing and moaning that he wanted $2 million in an episode – Went to renew his contract, and he finally renewed his contract. All of a sudden, he's like, "What the fuck am I doing here? I'm stuck here for two more years. Fuck this shit." I think that's what it was. He's like, "He's like, I don't want to do this for two more years. I'm tired of this shit." Yeah, and, and there's, uh, I, I don't know if we said it on the last episode. There's rumors that John Stamos is going to replace him or um, Rob Lowe. Well, I, we don't even know if the show's going to be renewed yet. I'd imagine they would, at least for one more season, just because there's going to be a ton of people like me who tune in just to see who replaces Charlie and um, if they're any better. Yeah, I, I, here's what's going to happen. The, obviously, they jumped the shark. Whatever, If they renew the show, they've jumped the shark. Whether, whether you think they have already or not, this will be their jumping the shark. What's going to happen is the season premiere is going to happen. It's going to be the biggest show on television that night, if not week. Then next week people are like, yeah, whatever, and it's going to just disappear. Well, no, the the short, you know, death nail in the coffin would be if, uh, what's his name, um, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. <laughs> I knew you were going. Yeah, with this. Ted McGinley comes in to play Charlie. It's done. Well, that was the other thing we talked about too. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna do like the Darren thing on Bewitch and just have someone else play Charlie, or are you gonna say, well, Charlie's on vacation, or Charlie got married and he'll never come back, or some bullshit? Rose killed him. That would be the line. Rose killed him. Oh yeah. Rose. Or he married Rose. He married Rose and they ran off somewhere. No, she she killed him and now she's stalking the replacement. Now the best uh, the, the way to do it is like you said the the Darren thing where the the part of Charlie Sheen is, you know, Charlie Harper is now being played by Rob Lowe. You know. Yeah, we said that like in the soap opera. Exactly. Okay, all right. Enough Charlie Sheen. I just thought this was interesting because he's going on tour and he's actually selling out theaters and making money off of his lunacy. I wish I could do it. All right, moving on. Next story. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees uh, included Alice Cooper, uh, Dr. John, some singer called Darlene Love. I don't know who that is. Pianist Leon Russell, Tom Waits, and Neil Diamond. Every year I get pissed off about this. They keep calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not rock and roll anymore. 
No, it was well. It wasn't when they inducted uh, Madonna. No, no, no. It, it no. Was it Madonna or was it that uh, rapper? There was was that the was it, I think it was the rapper that Madonna went in. I think Madonna went in before. Madonna was the first non-rock act that I can remember going in. Okay, there, there was a rapper a few years ago. Now, 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 Run DMC is eligible. You know, we're getting into the era where you know rap became predominant in the in the music scene. So, but I don't. But that's you made the exact point. How can you call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when these people became famous for not playing rock and roll? And it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't even say, well, their music is based on rock and roll. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, at least rap, you could kind of say that because rap uses a lot of sampling of rock music. But Neil Diamond? Nah, that's like AM Gold shit. Yeah, I'm, exactly. There's no there's no way you can. They, they need to change the name of it to just the, the Music Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, they they actually I mean, should take rock and roll out of it because that's not what it is. Now, Doctor John, so I can now. give you know I'll give Doctor John. I agree, you know, Alice Cooper definitely. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, I don't know who Darlene Love is. Leo, now Tom Waits, Tom Waits is weird, but you know he he it's was still, decent. Uh, yeah, but the you know. I don't know. It, it it's one of them things where it's just really sad that that there's no distinction between rock and roll versus pop versus disco versus you know hip hop. You know, I mean, there there are obviously gray areas, but like Neil Diamond is not in the gray area. You know, I just every year we do this. You know, it was nice at one point when it was all rock and roll artists inducted. Because, of course, back back in the day, everybody was from the 60s, you know? All the musicians they had in were the, from the 60s. Now we're starting to hit the 80s. Rock and roll, you know, changed and evolved and sprouted out into other things. It's like, you know, you can't just put Neil Diamond there because, oh, he's a great musician. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to – I wouldn't be trying to take away from his talent. I mean, he is very talented. However, oh, I, I don't believe that he is – you know, a rock and roll legend and should be enshrined as such in the rock and roll hall of fame. If they had a, you know, lounge lizard, um, hall of fame, that's where I'd put him. I mean, he, that's the kind of singer he is. It's more of the, the, uh, Vegas lounge type singers. Yeah. I mean, AM <laughs> gold. I put him in the same categories like the carpenters, yeah. and Barbara Streisand. That's where they belong. Now, just just drop the rock and roll part of it. Call it the, the Music Hall of Fame or Musicians Hall of Fame. And yeah, and, and be done exactly. With it. And I wouldn't have a problem with them putting Madonna in, but to to call what Madonna does rock and roll is just an insult to rock and roll. It it really is. Got to go back and look at how how this has changed because you know, look back who the original inductees were and watch over the years, and it's all rock and roll. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, when are the Bee Gees going to be inducted? I don't think they've been inducted yet. They should be in there, shouldn't they? I think they did. Did they really? Yeah, I actually think that they're in. <laughs> I would – I mean that's disco. Disco's part of rock. I mean if you really nitpick all this shit, every, everything comes from blues. So you could probably all say everything is basically rock and roll in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, 
I guess, you know, if, if you were to study it like a bi- biologist and the genus of all music is blues, so then why isn't it the Blues Hall of Fame? Yeah, it really should. I mean, it's done in Cleveland because that's where rock and roll was born. But, I mean, every year we go through this and I just get irked. There's always like that one artist. You're like, no, no. Uh, once again, Barb did some research for us and the Bee Gees were inducted in 1997. Holy cow! That well, they well actually, for the record, the Bee Gees were were kind of rock. You know, they they started off before disco. They did, yeah. I don't want to say rock, pop rock. Yeah, a bit more popish. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it rock, but then it went from pop ish stuff to disco. Yeah, I mean, pop and rock are kind of like there's a gray area there. You know, I mean, what, what's rock and what's pop, especially in the '60s? You know, like the Beatles was rock what was it pop well there's rock and roll and then there's rock you know the rock and roll is just like a part of you know hard rock all that shit too like all the metal and stuff like that yeah you know wait till like anthrax is inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame you know anthrax well i think metallica's in aren't they i think they might be or they were nominated because you have to has to be you have to be like twenty five years in the industry or something like that, because we're just hitting the early eighties right now or the mid eighties actually. Well, it's something. It, the, there's some crazy thing where it has to be twenty five years since your first album or something. Uh-huh. I mean, there's some strange thing like that. So, it, you know, like the uh, NFL Hall of Fame, when you get inducted, you have to not be. You have not. What is it? You couldn't have played for the last five years. Five, five years. years is it? Yeah, that's when before you're eligible, and then once you're eligible, right. then they vote on it. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's. Uh, <laughs> but but then then it's insult to injury, I guess, because Alice Cooper's first album is a lot older than twenty five years. I mean, that's like the what late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, because that I mean that was when he was at his peak, and then he had like a kind of a flash comeback in the eighties. Uh-huh. And then that was it. But he ran for uh, governor of Arizona. Oh, cool. Yeah, did you know that? But I didn't know he that. He ran for governor, and his campaign motto was a troubled man for troubled times. Because the, I think it was – I, I want to say it was the governor of Arizona at the time. You know, there was a big uh, you know, controversy or whatnot, and I don't know if you know he was taking bribes. I can't remember what, what, what the reason was, but there was all kinds right. of, of problems problems and uh and so alice cooper said i'll run for for governor and his campaign slogan was a troubled man for troubled times <laughs> needless to say he didn't that's... win <laughs> okay let, let's move on from this that's just one of my little pet peeves from every year well, let's stick with rock and roll here let's talk about a restaurateur in new york city named ted Mann, 42 year old man he got news from his sister who they found out that they were adopted, and they tracked down their biological father, and it turned out that it was Ted Nugent. Apparently, when Ted Nugent was very young, he put them up for adoption, and they tracked him down. And um, this guy's father is, you know, cat scratch fever. It's the Nuge. How fucking cool is that? That's awesome, dude. Well, they said that Ted says he has like seven, eight, nine. He has a lot of kids. I'm and sure he's told he his other kids. He told his other kids when when he was very young he had, you know these two these two kids and he put them up for adoption, you know, so they they tracked him down. It sounds like they're they're kicking back and having a good time. They were talking about he's playing the this uh, 
restaurateurs planned a uh, little vacation where they're going to go hunting together and spend time together. So that's cool that Ted Nugent is still somewhere in his 60s. Uh, that I'm, cool? I'm, I mean, I'm sure of... he's early 60s, but yeah, he's he's been around for quite some time. Do, do you remember there was the – what was it? The Amway Boys. Was that the name of it? No, it was oh Amboy Dukes. Amboy Dukes. Dukes. Yeah, that was Nugent's first band, mm-hmm. and they did uh-huh. Journey to the Center of the Mind and you know really trippy psychedelic crap. Uh, and then he had done some touring with uh, I can't remember the name of his other band, but then when he became he was touring as Ted Nugent, but he was wasn't actually singing. There was another singer he had. He was just playing guitar, and then I. And while he was doing this tour, his business manager broke him. I mean, he comes back from tour and he said, I was watching an interview with him. He says, you know, I'm flying from, you know, gig to gig. I'm flying coach to save money. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm not eating on. I'm trying to save money. I get back. All my money's gone. You know, they were investing in, in like, uh, mink farms and crap and, the the minks got diseased and it was ridiculous and but he ended up being just totally broke and uh so he had to go back on the road start touring again and you know apparently he's made his money back because you know one of his things is he's not charlie sheen he doesn't drink he doesn't do drugs he uh his uh vice is he hunts you know and there in fact there was a thing on uh it was some competition, and he was actually competing on in this competition with a bow and arrow. Uh-huh. He shot a squirrel at a hundred yards with a bow. Think about that for a second: a squirrel at a hundred yards with a bow. That's friggin' amazing. Yeah, I couldn't. I, me, I couldn't see a freaking squirrel at a hundred yards, much less hit it with anything. I just, I just think it's cool that Ted Nugent is still the Nuge, you know? It's it's like this guy, like we said, this guy's like in his early 60s, but the way he talks and stuff like that, you'd think he was in his 30s. Oh, yeah. I follow him on uh, Facebook, and uh-huh. he posts some of the craziest shit. You know, it's like, well, it's time to get up and, and go hunt the great spirit of the buffalo, you know, or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> but, I mean, he's really into it, and uh, it you know, he's not a phony guy. He says, you know, you can't grill it unless you kill it. So, uh, you know, that's one of the many, many nugisms. <laughs> gotta love that. All right, let's move on to the next story. Uh, Ward, you got a story about, uh, looks like we got a lot of police stories here. So you start off with the first one. This story I had to do just because of the headline. And it was a uh, deputy said a strip search finds crack between buttocks. Uh, traffic stop leaves the multiple charges in Spartanburg, South Carolina. A deputy said he strip searched a belligerent man after a traffic stop and turned up finding crack cocaine in plastic bags tucked between the man's buttocks. That to me is just so funny. You got, you got crack sho- shoved up your ass you don't you don't become belligerent. You go, yeah, what do you, whatever you need, dude. I'm good. Well, that, well, that's the funny thing. First of all, the the fact that he had drugs on him, he was hiding them in his ass, so he knew he had drugs. So what does he do at three in the morning? He's speeding. I love how these guys speed. 
You know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to get caught. Yeah, I, I got a pound of crack up my ass. I'm doing 51 and a 35. Well, and then, and then I'm going to get belligerent. You pulled me over from you just pulled me over because I'm black. You know, that kind of crap. And that has nothing to do with it. it. You were doing 20 miles over the speed limit. And they said that uh, they found $1,757 in Foster's pocket that he said he got from his girlfriends. The deputy searched the vehicle and they found two bags of a leafy green substance. <laughs> the officers at that point uh, said Foster became belligerent and they arrested him. You know, apparently during the strip search, they found a large white crack rock inside a clear bag tucked between Foster's buttocks. <sighs> it's three. It's three in the morning. It's dark out. Why didn't you just like tuck it under the seat? And you're driving around with crack in your ass. Unless he enjoys the way it feels. I. He, well, at least they show you his pictures so you know not to buy shit from him because he... <laughs> Literally, Because yeah, right. he carries around in his ass. <laughs> this smells like ass. <laughs> you know, just because they call it crack, buddy, doesn't mean that's where you have to shove it. Exactly. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's move on to some Florida stories here. I, I love this one. I This one caught me with just the headline. It says, Florida Keys man busted for theft of couples bag of dildos and go to averageosho.com you got to take a look at this winner um mitchell tice is his name this 40 year old he doesn't even look 40 was arrested and charged with stealing a box of sex toys tice who's a breakfast cook allegedly swiped the items in january after breaking into a utility trailer owned by the couple for whom he then worked he also supposedly took two laptops and a wig uh, he was linked to the theft after his girlfriend told detectives that he had he placed a bag of dildos, sex toys. They actually, put sex toys in front of for, for those of you who don't know what a dildo is, under their bed. His girlfriend said that he stole the sex toys from their, his boss's trailer. He turned over the items, which were placed in property. The toys were later shown to the restaurant owners, who positively identified them as theirs. So he's charged with felony. He's charged with felony burglary, two misdemeanor accounts, and he's being held in lieu of four thousand dollars bond at the county lockup in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. So, I wonder why he stole a wig. Oh yeah, he, he's not an attractive man. Um, well, the the thing that, that gets me is, all right, <laughs> folks, would you like to identify your property? Yeah, that's my great big hammer there. That that yeah, the the three foot black schlong. Yeah, that's mine too. Um, I'm not sure if that, honey, is that ours too? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's the one you put up my ass. How do you, you know, <laughs> how do you go and identify it? You know, be like, nah, man, I ain't never seen that shit before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and the sad thing is, he just put them under the bed. It's not like he even used them on his girlfriend. Yeah, that's why she turned to men. He's like, you got a whole box of dildos under a bed, and you won't use none of them on me. First of all, would you want to use secondhand dildos? No. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at this guy's face, you know, at least at least give him permission to, you know, while you're gone, I'm out there. Look, honey, I'm going to be out the house. Why don't you just take this here box of dildos and pleasure yourself while I'm going to go see if I can get us some more money stuff. 
you know, you, you steal a bag of a box, you know, a big bag of hammers. Where are you going to sell it at? You know, it's not like you're going to fence it. I can see. Okay, yeah, he stole a laptop. And he's going to fence that. Okay, so he stole two laptops and a wig and a bag of dildos. He number one, he's not the brightest thief on the planet. You think? You know, most most thieves are stupid, but I mean, this takes stupid to a whole new level. <laughs> well, look at his picture. He doesn't look that bright. Oh no, no, he he definitely ate paint chips as a child. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's all grinning. <laughs> That's his mugshot. I know that that is the silliest mugshot. Look at this guy, hair sticking out here and there. Christ, I don't even know if he's going bald or he just has a bad hair job or the plugs aren't taken or what. No, I, I think he's thinking to himself, what am I going to tell the other inmates I got busted for? I know. I had dildos. <laughs> They're going to love him. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick that I stole a couple laptops and a wig. I might not even tell him about the wig because I'm, you know, half bald looking. He, he looks like a chemo victim. He, he, I mean, he it's, does. his hair is like spotty and ugh. I just think he doesn't know how to, get to keep a good hair maintenance there. Well, you know, this is Florida. This is Florida. What do you expect? Exactly. It's a, it's one of the, the many, many Florida stories. Speaking of which. I, I got a Florida story. Go for it. <laughs> there was a man who was in Florida, and I guess he, he's in Miami. Oakland Park. Where's that? Is that near Miami? I have no friggin' clue. Well, you're I mean, from Florida. Is, says- I didn't, you know. Well, the web's the link says Miami News homepage, Miami News. So we're probably South Florida. Somewhere. Okay. Uh, apparently, this man was arrested over vulgar nine one one calls about a Viagra overdose. Once again, you have to head over to the you know to see this guy's picture. Um, the man faces charges after calling nine one one, claiming he overdosed on Viagra, and described his symptoms explicitly, according to the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the 911 dispatcher received the call at 12:34 a.m. January 16th, according to BSO. Uh, that, I guess that's the Broward Sheriff's Office. A man using a fake name called from a cell phone and said he had taken too many Viagra pills. Police said the man used vulgar language, explicitly described what was happening to him, and claimed his wife was performing a sex act in order to help. Police and paramedics went to the to the address that the man gave the 911 dispatcher, but the homeowner said no one there had called 911. Police said the 911 dispatcher received a second call from the same man on a cell phone, citing the same address. Police returned to the house, and the homeowner again said no one there had called for help, police said. Last month, deputies went back to the home and played a tape for the 911 call to the homeowner. He identified the caller as Matthew Wade Douglas, 28, and Douglas, who was not married, had lived at his home briefly while dating his daughter. Let me say that again. He was dating his daughter. Mm -hmm. They, they, They don't find a problem with that. Um, investigators find Douglas was already in jail on related charges of disorderly conduct and violating a municipal ordinance for having an open container. He now faces additional charges of misusing the 911 system and making obscene or harassing telephone calls. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, this 
this guy's just fucked up in the yeah, head. Yeah, when you see it, when you see the picture, he just looks like he looks like a deer caught in the headlights. He's like, "Oh damn, they got me." But I, I think that you know the way that they put that one sentence in there, just like so nonchalantly. You know, uh, Douglas, who was not married, had lived at home briefly while dating his daughter. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you don't think that there should be some kind of charge associated with that. You know, maybe they didn't charge him for it. I mean, he, he basically admitted to, you know, well, statutory rape at least, you know. Now, why would you say that statutory rape? How are you get extrapolating that? Do the math. He's 28 years old. All right. I think they're saying that the daughter of the person at the that owns a house. Last month, deputies went back Lived to the home, home the briefly tape. while dating his daughter. Yeah, maybe this. He identified the call. The homeowner identified the callers, Matthew, who is not, who's not married and lived at his home, the homeowner's home, briefly while dating his daughter, the homeowner's daughter. So I'm thinking that that's what I'm thinking they're talking about. I mean, it's not saying that the daughter is. Okay, yeah, that know, makes more sense. I mean, it doesn't say how old the old homeowners. We're assuming the homeowner is older. The daughter probably is of age, but still, it, <laughs> you give an address of a place you don't live at anymore, saying that you have a hard on, and your wife is, you know, trying to relieve it, and you know, it's still there. Yeah. Quick, send the paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got a hard on. I can chip fucking stone with. Get, my old lady's blowing me trying to stop it. Can can somebody help me out? Can you help a brother out? I'll get the camera. Yeah, really. I'm, I, I I put money on it that this guy just was getting his jollies by calling, but he didn't have a uh, hard on or Viagra. You know, I, I bet you everything was just a lie, just just because he enjoyed doing it, making the call, getting off on it. Yeah, that, that's what those people do. You know. The, that thing with Viagra, you know, if you got a hard on for four hours or whatever, go seek, you know, go seek a doctor's attention. I'm going to tell everybody I fucking know. You, you know, I'm going to be hanging to- wet towels off of it. Hey, check this out. Just, just. But you know what? After, but after a while, you'd be just like, dude, just go away. Yeah. Just, just, just go Look away. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that. It's like just go away. This is why they have to have that that e nine one one system implemented. When you call from your cell phone, they know exactly where you are. Well, I think it wasn't until two thousand or two thousand one that it required your cell phone to have that kind of circuitry. But I, I know that there, there was a federal mandate for that, and that was for that, and that was a reason for it because people were calling from their cell phones because they're being, you know, robbed or mugged or whatever, and the cops right. couldn't find them. But apparently, either he had a very old cell phone or something. I don't know. I mean, it's they went to this house and the guy didn't live there. It's like, come on. Mate, well, maybe they. I mean, I don't know exactly how. Let's see what the word I'm going to use. Technologically enhanced, the Broward County, Broward County Sheriff's Department is. Maybe maybe they don't own that kind of technology where they could track it down, like in a in a you know in Miami itself or in a you know one of the bigger cities. So kids, if you go to Broward County, make 911 calls from your cell phone and fuck with the police. <laughs> wow, you're quiet now. No, you you just shocked me. I I just. I, I, well, 
that's what I'm getting out of this story is if you use a cell phone in Broward County, you can get away with calling 911 as long as you don't give an address that you used to live at for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that was it. Maybe he was trying to get the cops to come and and bust his ex-girlfriend's father. Well, you know, I mean, like the voices would be different and just (laughs) – hey, thank God they brought the tape that the – the third time they went out there and said, "Do you know who this is?" Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was that was smart to do. I never would have thought of that. Just like, okay, who's the idiot that keeps saying that they live here and they don't live here? Exactly. All right, let's move on to the last story of the night here. Uh, it's not a Florida story, but it has a Florida feel it, it to it. It should be. It really, it really should be. I, I actually read it several times to make sure that it wasn't a Florida story. But this one takes place up in, um, I think, Indiana. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It takes place in Indianapolis. Uh, March 14th, a female cop pulled, pulled a guy over for driving his moped erratically in the Indiana interstate. The guy tried to bribe the, the female officer with $5, a kiss, and the promise to have sex with her. Somehow the uh, the officer didn't really uh, like this uh, this. Bribe, bribe, not essentially a bribe. Yeah, when you offer money. So, so she pulled him over, ticketed him for the vehicular infractions, which was probably nothing, probably cost a few bucks. So he said, how about we call it even and I give you $5 and we just get rid of the ticket and let me go. So the cops explained that there'd be no exchange and, and he needed to take the citation. So the, the idiot said, uh, okay, if you won't take the money, how about I give you a kiss? And, well, I haven't had sex in a while, so how about we do that, too? <laughs> so he was quickly arrested for bribery, and he continued to make sexually explicit remarks and yell profanities. He's being held on a $120,000 bond in Marion County Jail. <laughs> you know, it's at that point where I'd have to say, you know, I have Tourette's, and that that I actually wasn't trying to hit on you. I just... And you know, occasionally, you know, blow me, and it just comes out. And like, there's nothing I can do about it. It has sucked my cock. And then, you know, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> well, first of all, you know, he's a real winner when he's driving a moped. Yeah, that, that's definitely a DUI vehicle. Because, well, I don't know about you know, in in well, Connecticut. That's the one thing. Well, that's the well. Any actually, I think laws in every state is anything that has a motor is a DUI vehicle. You could drive a tractor down the freaking road, and it's still a DUI. No, what what I mean by that is, um, it, when I was living in South Carolina, the people that rode mopeds were the ones that got DUIs. It's like we take oh. they take their driver's license away from them, and they had to ride mopeds. You know, because okay. down there everything's still so spread out. You can't, you know, there's not a lot of like uh, public transportation and whatnot. So, in lieu of, you know, we'll take a bus to work. You're allowed to go to work, but you got to drive a moped. Hmm. <laughs> Five dollars a kiss and a promise to have sex with the cop. Yeah, that that. <laughs> The funny thing is I'm surprised he wasn't drunk because they didn't say anything about him getting, you know, you know, and was intoxicated or anything like that. He was just swerving. I guess he doesn't even know how to drive a moped. Well, no, because he was on the interstate. You're not allowed to have a moped on the interstate. Oh, yeah. That's that's even worse. Yeah, because on the but, interstate, you can't you can't have a vehicle that travels below 50 miles an hour. 
Could you imagine that driving down the interstate doing like 65, 70, and all of a sudden you basically pass this little moped that's not even moving essentially? Yeah. Or you come up on him. You know, you come like up, up over a hill and he's just there. That's true. And this was 11.45 at night. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who got a DUI and he had to drive a moped. That's how I came across – how I know the moped story. And uh, he uh, he came to my house one day and he's soaking wet. You know, and it hadn't rained for, you know, a while. You know, when it definitely wasn't raining that day. And his right. name was Greg. And I said, Greg. Dude, what happened? And he goes, I was driving the moped, you know, because what he'd do is he'd drive his moped to my house and I'd drive him to work. Right. And he was driving, he's like, on the way to your house, I had to cross the highway. And as I was crossing the highway, uh, 18 wheeler came by. And the, uh, you know, how the 18 wheelers, you know, if, if you drive past them in a car, you, you get like that, uh, you can feel that push coming out from underneath. Yeah, you know, from the air, just from it going so fast, it blew him off the road into the ditch that was filled with water. From Ooh. you know, because they have the big drainage ditches in the middle of the road, right? And, and he went in. He comes to my house. He was. He looked like he was swimming. I'm like, dude, you oh, know, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. And of course, so you said it hadn't rained for several days, so that water was nice and stagnant. Oh, absolutely. There's all kinds of critters growing in it. That, it's, we're talking about South Carolina. Ugh, oh, yeah. Ooh. That is fucking nasty. Yes, yes, it is. And it cost right, him 120 have... grand. I mean, really, if you think about it, what's what's the citation going to cost him? I, well, it, it was you, infractions. Yeah. So, what was it? I mean, at most, we'll, we'll give it most 100 bucks. Yeah, you're right. You know, so it's going to cost him 120 grand. So he has to pay 10% of that. So he'll have to pay $12,000 just to get make bail to get out mm-hmm. of jail. And that's saying that, you know, that they'll let him, you know, that they'll give him bail. Yeah. So he could have paid 100 bucks and called it a day. Now he has to pay at least 12000 to get out of jail yeah. and still go to and court. he's still going to go to court. And, and, you know, most of those police cars have the, uh, you know, the camera and the, the mic. Right. So they, I'm sure that he's on, on you know, video going, hey, yeah, I'll give you five bucks and a kiss and we can have sex if you just, you know, tear up that ticket, sweetie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, I think we should wrap up this show on a, on a, on a down note, I guess. I don't think that's a down note. I think he's a moron and we should, we, we should celebrate his moronity. Is moronity a word? Well, well like Hutch said in, in the chat room, you know, let's thin the herd out. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, you don't, we, people like this are the reason we can continue to make this show week after week because people always do stupid shit and then get arrested. And I think one week we are going to have an all Florida week. I what really was that? It's going to happen. I think one week we're going to have an all Florida week. Yeah, we definitely should. I mean, it would be easy think, enough to do. Yeah, I mean that, that. Just you know, scan the articles that have the word Florida, in it and we'd be done in seconds. Yeah, it's not hard. Okay, well, let's wrap up this show, and I want to thank Ward for being here. Ward, where can we find you online? Uh, you can always find me at maxandlife.com. Also, I do a show with Hutch Jr. called uh, uh, Steel City Resistance. We'll be recording that tomorrow night. And uh, you can check that out at steelcityresistance.blogspot.com. 
Great. And of course, you guys can always sign up to be a guest host on the show at AverageJoeShow.com slash guest. We need to get people here. It's not going to be me and Ward all the time. Get off your asses. Go over there. Find out what you got to do. It's not hard. It's it's simple. Hell, if we can do it, anyone can do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. We, sh- we should be able to get, you know, monkeys guesting on the show. Then that tells you how shitty we are if we can get monkeys on the show. <sighs> If you want to send us an email, shoot them over at feedback at sayitproductions.com. Of course, our voicemail is 813-915-6390. Our website is averagejoshua.com. That's where you can vote for their favorite story of the week. Just go to this episode, episode 86. Vote for your favorite story. So when we get to the best of at the end of the year, we'll do our top five, top ten, whatever it's going to be. Uh, You can also donate there on the site. Just click donate. There's many options of how to donate, not just cash. And, of course, we're here live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at SaveProductions.com. I want to thank everybody out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you.